0: in free bets, if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700 From ASE-certified expert technicians to new smart services that keep you connected, Pep Boys Auto Service and Tire Centers keep your ride humming. Open seven days a week. Pep Boys, we go further to help you go farther.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, Stan Grubb, my tag team partner, as always. He is the Doctor of Desire and soon to be returning to the commentary booth. That's right, Brian Taylor. What's up, man? What's what's good? What's shaking? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. July ninth is around the corner. I'm stoked, and I'm also glad to be done working on that poster.
2: Ah, it's easy, 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 easy. You want to, you want me to tell you a hint? All right, you want me to give you a hint on the poster.
1: I'll take hints. Yeah.
2: So once you once you once you have a background. Save your
1: background. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Save the pieces. Yeah, save your assets. Yes, absolutely. You save yep. each yep. and every time you put something on there. Yep, yep. And every change yeah. you make, make sure you've got the original handy just in case. Yep, yep, And yep. Makes, Make sure you save the variations. Yep, that is true. Because when, when he told me he wanted the lettering changed, I was like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> because I hadn't saved all the assets yet. stupid me thought stupid me thought I'm good it's all done sweet no it wasn't done now I do like it better now I I do like the look of it not a big fan of the white around the resurgence logo but everything else I actually really like about it so
2: it just gives it a little flair Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about check out ultimatechampionshipwrestling.com is it .com no, that would be UCWForever.com.
1: UCW forever. That's correct.
2: Yeah, UCWForever.com.
1: Uh,
2: your boy Stan um, has created uh, his first um, poster,
1: right? is this your first? My first official one. I did the one for yeah. Dinwiddie, but I think you did the final draft on that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Either way, yeah, I mean, it's I'm excited about that. I do like the fact, I thought it was nice that, that he basically put the poster on the ticket. That was pretty awesome.
2: Wait, on the ticket itself?
1: Yeah, if you look in, and um, folks, if you haven't had a chance, head over to ucwresurgence.eventbrite.com. You can get your seats now for July 9th at 7 o'clock at the Signal Knob Recreation Center in Strasburg, Virginia, UCW Resurgence. The ticket has the poster on the top, the location of the of the uh, event on the middle, and at the bottom is the UCW logo and the price tag. So, are you kidding sweet. me? I
2: never got that. I never got a a ticket. I've had well, a few posters, but never a ticket.
1: I want at least one ticket stub and I have one poster. You know, if I yeah, do yeah. no other, you know what I mean? Like if I don't do any others, I got to at least have one and say, "Yep, I did that."
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I have I have the first one I did that it mm-hmm. mm-hmm. pretty sure has all the autographs on it.
1: That one is still one mm-hmm. of my favorites, by the way. And
2: then I of course have the match cards. I have a mm-hmm. couple of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have another poster, too. I think there's another one upstairs.
1: So when I look at all of the different ones, and here's some inside baseball for you folks. You know, we don't talk a lot about UCW. We usually keep it pretty separate. But a little bit of inside baseball for you is the process of which we put together posters and try to talk about plans for events. Now, I'm not going to go into the booking because that's that's not our conversation. But – When we look at posters and how those get done, at first, man, and Brian will tell you, I am super picky on myself. So when he gave me advice on, like, no, you want to do this or that, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. All day long. I don't get it. And finally, it starts clicking. I'm like, oh, okay, now I see what he means. But some of the things that go into it is you got to know who you're working with. And remember, like, the week before, he says, hey, where are we with the poster? I'm like, where are we with the talent? (laughs) we've got two Mm. names (laughs) and I mean, we could have just gone with that would have been fine, which we, we started to, but looking at the posters, I, I mean, I looked at like the war poster. I looked at the wrestle fest poster. So, you know, when I look at that stuff, I'm like, I'm pulling from stuff that you've done and stuff that I've seen with like other presentations and going, okay, we could try this. We could try that. So it's pretty neat to see that creative process come into play. I still want to do like that, um, the one that we were going to put together for Sterling, if you remember, that had Bravo in the background. I still think that's going to look cool one day.
2: Mm, you'll have to remind me off air. I'm sure I'll remember.
1: I was thumbing through the different posters just to, you know, pull ideas together when I was first kind of brainstorming it. And I saw it in. It's yeah, it's not there right now. Of course not. Um, but basically, just looking at like ideas I had, and one of them was like a huge blown up image of Jeff Bravo, like in the background. I think we mm-hmm. ended up doing it with uh, Demos instead, but I'll show it to you at some point. Anyhow, Ju- July 9th, Strasburg, Virginia, at the Signal Knob Rec Center, get a chance to see Ultimate Championship Wrestling come back. I mean, hey, we've been doing this since 2017. Finally back on the road and back to back to work. We got some cool names that are planned on being there. We got the Real Life Freaks, the UCW Tag Team Champions. We've got the Static Age, which is River Mm -hmm. the Psycho. Excuse me, River the Psychopath and Mad Max Morrison. Ethan Cross, the UCW Heavyweight Champion, and, of course, Jason Raditz, the Television Champion. All scheduled to be in attendance, as well as, uh, well, we've still got more to announce. We don't have the the card official yet, so there's going to be a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: And this is, we will probably be at this location more than once.
1: Yep. There's uh, a lot of plans in the the making for future events and for, I don't know how often. I thought he said possibly, possibly once a month, but we'll see how everything plays out. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Brian, last night was WrestleMania Backlash for WWE, the premium live event. Wasn't too bad. Actually, got a lot of stuff to talk about there. Monday Night Raw, of course, is going on right now. And if you were paying attention the way we were, you found out that United States Championship is on the line tonight. And I wanted to lead with this. Cody Rhodes challenging Theory. Not Austin Theory because we don't use real names. <laughs> the hell, Vince? His, his real last name is not Theory. Just putting it out there. Anyway... <laughs> U.S. Championship on the line. Theory defending against Cody. Um, Brian, you said it before we we went on the air, and I think you you said it best. So share with the fans what you said.
2: Uh, about this being the end of Cody in the WWE.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, you're dead yeah. on.
2: Yeah. Um, win or lose, right? Win or lose, this is. Uh going down a certain path that um, is going to turn the fans on him very quickly mm-hmm. and he's going to probably miss uh, miss out on a
1: <coughs> Excuse me.
2: a world title run somewhere down the line and by miss out I mean he may get this world title but it's not going to be what he envisions
1: I still think it's a possibility as much as I would hate to see it happen. I think he he could possibly be skipped over, especially if what happens tonight goes down the way we could think it could because there's two different possibilities right now. Um, we'll talk about backlash because I, I feel like it deserves our coverage here. Uh, you and I oh, both yeah. talked about it. It was a good show. Um, mm-hmm. but let's I mean, let's just identify the possibilities here for Cody tonight. Of course, if he wins the title, And I I know there's a lot of fans out there right now that are going to say, let it play out. Uh, No. No. This is what we talked about at the beginning when Cody's rumors were just bubbling around. If Cody goes to WWE, it's World Championship or bust, period. You don't have a choice. Because if he gets filtered to the mid-card and stuck there, which is a high probability, now you're proving everything else that everybody else has said. AEW talent has really no reason to go there. Sure, they're going to get paid, but they'll just be, and, and Brian, you've said it many times, just another guy. You mm-hmm. know, Just another name on the book. And, and that's where the, the concern comes into play. I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. I've been a Cody Rhodes fan since he debuted in tag team with uh, Bob Holly, for crying out loud. So to see him cha- change the way he did is awesome, and I'm excited, and I am loving the American Nightmare presentation in WWE. But tonight, <laughs> man, I don't feel like I'm overselling it by saying that if he wins the U.S. Championship tonight, that's an albatross around his neck. He's going nowhere else. Well,
2: I just I don't think the fans will allow him to go nowhere else. Because they're going to turn on him,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? You know the the founder of AEW, right? Just like the AEW fans turned on him,
1: right? Right, and I do think that's coming. I think we've only got a limited time with this face run that he's in right now.
2: Yes, yeah, and but I, it'll the clock will. It's almost it's like that doomsday clock. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying it's
1: 5 to midnight yeah that
2: normally sits 5 to midnight yeah if he walks away tonight with this title it will go from 5 to 1 mm-hmm. it'll yeah, be I agree. 1 minute to midnight because the longer he holds the title the more the fans are going to turn on him because mm-hmm. see what Cody needs to accept and he should have accepted a long time ago, is his presentation is that of a heel. Mm-hmm. The way he talks is as an arrogant heel. As an arrogant heel, there is nobody better. Right? I mean, everything he every time he opens his mouth, he screams, I'm an arrogant ass.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? And that's fine. You know that's fine, but he should have embraced this a long time ago, and he would have been he would have been hot, bigger mm-hmm. than what he is now. So I mean, he mean, people... he thinks he's a he thinks he's a he's a, he's a good guy. He's
1: not a yeah. good guy. He's a bad. He thinks, guy. He's, he thinks he's Captain America in a world full of Homelander's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and hey, I get it. I get his appeal for that. I, I understand it. But here's the thing. Like, I saw this on Twitter last night, and I consistently get annoyed with these kinds of takes. This guy says that AEW dropped the ball with Cody, and that's what made Cody leave. And I said to the guy, I said, no. I said, AEW did exactly what they were supposed to do. It was Cody who made the booking decision that I'll never challenge for the world title. So, literally, you took a main event player... And you allowed him to sideline himself. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. Then nobody talks him out of it. Tony Khan doesn't. Art Anderson doesn't. Nobody tells him and, or convinces him. We'll put it that way. Because he says as of last night with his interview with Steve Austin that, you know, all, Anderson tried to talk him into get some for yourself. Which is, mm-hmm. he didn't need to be selfish about it, but he definitely could have and I think fans would have bought in. Maybe for a short time, maybe for a long time. That I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, he booked himself into a corner. So when he got unhappy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not in the main event. Well, goddamn, Cody, it's your fault. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love Cody, but it was his fault. He booked himself there. There's nowhere for him to go. So for him to say, I want to be a main eventer, and I'm going to go to WWE, win the title that eluded my father. I respect that. I don't know if I buy it 100%. But hey, it'll sell my ticket. Okay, cool. That's fine. But... In that same vein, <laughs> and for all of the talking he has done, and all of the, I think you'd agree, Brian, it's it's grandstanding that he's been doing for yes. you know on his press time saying I want the world title, cool, but don't take a U.S. title shot. You should tell Creative like immediately you don't want that. Like but, have a non-title I mean, can't. match. That's
2: the that's the problem with the WWE. Right, you can't right. tell them that right well, I guess you could, but then your time's gonna be
1: much, much more limited yeah, and you probably won't get another title shot at all at that
2: point yeah yeah I mean so to, to get back to your point and this guy uh, you know who again you know has no clue, doesn't pay attention, mm-hmm. just hears things, right. Cody didn't leave because he wasn't getting a world title shot, because, again, that was his decision. Right. Right? And when he made it, you know, it, it was it was a valiant. it, it Okay. Right? Because mm-hmm. all the talk was all they're going to do is take the titles. Right. Right? Okay. I got it. Great. But somewhere along the way, he should have made the switch done the right thing and and lived up to his his, uh, Homelander gimmick Mm -hmm. and showed that he truly was the bad guy. And she could have forced a world title shot because Lord knows we've seen that a million times. It's happened plenty of times in pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't have a title shot. Oh, yeah, watch me. Right. You know? Cody left because he couldn't be EVP no more.
1: Now, I believe him when and he says he wasn't ready for someone. Huh? I believe him when he says he wasn't ready for that position. Sure. I believe him when he says that he wasn't mature enough to do it. I mean, he he's not even 35 yet. No, he might actually I, have just turned 35. I think he said that in the interview. But I kind of believe him. If he says he wasn't mature enough, then I tend to, to buy into that. Because you, it well, yeah. can't. You can't play the role of, I'm the boss, but I also want to be the top guy and then expect everybody to, to love you and buy in. It didn't work for sure. his dad. I mean, it worked for his dad, but it didn't work because of the way people t- talked about him during the time that he was in charge.
2: Yeah, but but he, he was... Um, I don't remember if he was in charge during any of his title runs.
1: Dusty was on... He- one booking committee as far as, like, when he was world champion. But it was, like, not his first run. It was, like, his second or third. And it was yeah. because he was over. He was the top draw. So, yeah. I mean, it still made sense. Yeah, but, I, I mean,
2: he, Dusty could have been world champ oh, multiple no times yeah. over. Yeah. Because he had the ability to, even in a, in a booking sense,
0: Mm-hmm
2: he booked himself at the top of the card, but he didn't necessarily book himself to win all the time.
1: Right. No, as actually, you know as a matter I mean? of fact, he was comfortable with the buildup of a story.
2: Yes. And as, as the, as the victim in mm. the stories, nobody played it better. Right. Correct. I mean, think of the, the car incident with, with his, I mean, I don't know if anybody had more broken bones. Dusty <laughs> <Road>, Right. <laughs> You know, the car incident, the cage yeah. incident, you know, just right on down the line.
1: They tied him to a truck and beat the shit out of him with a bat. Yeah. I'll never yeah, forget that. Part,
2: but yeah. Yeah. And then I think they closed the arm in the car. And yeah. In the, the, the truck door. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's back when Barry Wyndham was a horseman right there. Uh, was that Barry? No, that yeah. was the original. Was that? It was Arn and Tully yeah, and, yeah. and Oli? And Oli and Flair. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's the original. I'll defer to you, um, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but that's
2: all as, as an EVP. That's all Cody would have had to have done, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I, I'll take the strap.
0: I'll I'll hold it for six months. We we'll have a BreezeLine, the internet, TV and voice provider in your community is transforming to provide you with an enhanced customer experience through a range of products to help you connect better than ever. Enjoy your favorite channels, fast and reliable internet and dependable voice services. And now is your chance to get BreezeLine's lowest offer of the year. Blazing fast 100 megabits internet for just 19.99 a month for 12 months. Hurry, this offer won't last forever. Call 844-500-3623 or visit breezeLine.com to sign up today. Service subject to availability. Speed. Stated for download only. Compelling
2: uh, storyline, and I can drop it. That's what Dusty did. But I can stay at the top. I mean, there were plenty of people at the top that he could have feuded with,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. you know, to stay at the top, be in storylines, get a title shot every once in a while and And the world would have been okay, but again, not only does he paint himself into "I'm not gonna be world champion," but he goes to the mid card or not mid card, but because uh, I don't know if they really considered i don't, I don't know think that you they can have
1: call aew mid card yeah. lower card and all that i don't I don't think they yeah, structure yeah.
2: it that way yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So he goes for the TV title and that's where he pretty much sits. Mm-hmm. doesn't try to get a tag team, you know huh? Ah, he he probably could have formed a tag team
1: mm-hmm. and and gotten the titles well the, and then, know, the
2: tag titles.
1: then there's the other thing that sealed his fate there in, in my opinion and and again i think he would agree with this saying i will not turn like literally yes. on television that was just a mistake because yeah. all that really did was say oh yeah we'll make you <laughs> and literally the fans were like, F you, flicking him off, <laughs> like, booing louder and louder. His best work, you know, towards... Because obviously you look at his run where he had his match with Dustin. His match with Brody, I think, was great. But then there's that period of time where, like, his his build-up for his feud with MJF was... I mean, it was all right. It wasn't awful. Um, But it was his last promo before his ladder match with Sammy. Like, that was the money promo. And that should have been when he and Tony Khan, because I, I feel like Tony Khan was probably like, look, man, I got plenty of people. If you want to go, go. Mm-hmm. I, I see it like that. I mean, and I don't I don't hold any disrespect to him. That's probably what I would have said. I got 12 guys in the locker room right now that are ready to take your spot and then some. If you want to go, you're okay. We'll see you when you come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I, I totally think that's what would happen. But... Cody on the other hand had an ego to it and I think he'd acknowledge that. Where he's like, Nah, I want this, this, and this and Tony's like, I don't have to do that.
2: Sorry. So I don't I don't I don't see it quite like that, right? I think Cody realized he painted himself into a corner. Yeah. Very true. His ego kicked in because A, he's no longer E V P right. Because, again, he he stopped being the EVP prior to him leaving.
1: Yeah, about a month before.
2: <clears throat> yeah, maybe, more,
1: maybe a little bit more because it might have actually been when his daughter was born.
2: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good thing to have an ego, mm-hmm. except he has the ego of a heel. Right. And I think that ego is what ultimately walked him out the door. Because I can see him going home, slamming the door, you know, venting a little bit. And Brandy's like, well, why don't you just leave? Yeah. Yeah. Call Vince. Go back. Yeah. Call Vince. Go back. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll just let it all go. We can go back. You know, who knows? Maybe Hunter had called him. You know, he's got enough friends. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Randy. Hey. Uh, contract's up. You know, somebody plants the seed. Brandy probably waters the seed. Cody's ego kicks in. They plick, pluck the seed, right, and he goes back. But again, he, he to me that's ultimately going to do him in, and this is what he really needs to embrace because even his father was a bad guy for a bit. I mean, he started off as a bad guy through most of the seventies. Wait, and wait, then well, eventually ho- went to NWO.
1: Wait, okay, okay. I was gonna say because like. I'm trying to think of a bad guy run for Dusty, and I know I oh, heard that Dick, he was bad when he first started, but the NWO is what I remember.
2: Yeah, him and Dick Murdoch in the 70s in the tag team were just ruthless.
1: Damn. I need to look up some footage of that. I don't think I've seen it.
2: Uh, who did Dusty face for the world title in the WWE? Um, wasn't that was Backlund? No, it wasn't Backlund. Uh, was it? Super uh, superstar.
1: Oh, Billy Graham.
2: Was it Billy Graham?
1: Let me look that up, because now now you got me legit curious here, Dusty. Nineteen seventy nine, right? Was
2: a heel. Um, what what'd you say?
1: Nineteen seventy
2: nine. Uh, that's probably close. Um, I'm pretty so- sure he was he was more of a heel in that one too, right?
1: Let's see here. So, so I, I don't
2: understand why why Cody is holding on to trying to be the good guy because he's a Homelander gimmick. Homelander's a bad guy that tries to be a good guy, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get this. He's gonna get this uh, title, and it's gonna blow blow up in his face.
1: Well, and here's the thing, like. I respect and appreciate what he's trying to do for his father's legacy because he, he really feels it. you get the vibe from him that that's what he's doing. He wants his father's legacy to be there, and he feels like he's got to be the guy to do it. I won't disagree because Dustin got screwed multiple times, but, but that's not
2: the Cody's sole job to do. Here's the problem with that. Dusty's legacy is cemented. In stone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody needs to carry Dusty's legacy. Cody needs to worry about his legacy.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there because I think it's it's what he believes when we talk about legacy and how it gets carried on. It's what he believes versus what is already there. I, I agree with you. It, Dusty's legacy is not going anywhere. By the way, nineteen seventy seven. Dusty Rhodes takes on superstar Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden and wins by countout. Loses the second time after a Texas Death Match.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Dusty's. I mean, there you cannot tarnish Dusty's legacy anymore. Mm-hmm. All you can do is watch it and enjoy it for what it is. And it's it's one of the it's one of the best. Like, if you, if you were to catalog, right, everybody's from Hogan to Flair to Dusty, steamboat right on that line. If you cataloged and you took the top ten and you said oh, you can only pick one, I would probably jump on Dusty's. Over Flair. Because they cross over. But Dusty had a much longer... Career, at on at on top of the work, you know, being at that level, then flared it.
1: Following up on uh, the when did Dusty work heel? He worked heel from sixty eight all the way to nineteen seventy four. Yeah, I definitely got to find footage. I bet yeah, you he was Dick a damn Burdock good as heel. Yeah, oh, yep,
2: you're right. Yeah, probably the best.
1: Yeah, definitely gotta look that up.
2: Again, I, I, there, Go ahead. Some guys you you cannot you can't you can't tarnish their legacy is cemented. Oaken, right. Flair, Steamboat, Macho, Dusty, Sting, mm-hmm. Rock, Austin. I mean. Mm-hmm. There are so many you. You're always going to know their legacy. Cody needs to worry about
1: Cody's legacy now. And I feel like that with him going to WWE, it, to me, just like you said, he had already booked himself into a corner. He, li- he literally took away all of his options, so it made sense. Now you're here, okay? You've you had a great matchup at WrestleMania. And a great matchup last night with Seth. You know, another, another one of where I was like, damn. <laughs> Alright, let's see what we got next. I was really shocked because part of me was just so expecting Seth Rollins to get the win back. And I was okay with the way that even the match ended. You know, Seth pulls the tights. Cody gets the reversal and pulls the tights just to return the favor. I was actually cool with that. But... That to me indicates one that Cody obviously he's got to see the writing of the wall. I can't be face for long. It's going to change because it's just too easy to, to, to ignore it. You got to actually lean into the hard stuff here because this is what I mean, you remember when Cody was dashing Cody Rhodes and then he was the he, he called it undashing, but I could have swore it was a different gimmick name. But anyway, when he was working as that, that was getting over. Now, he hates that phrase, and I I respect it, but I disagree. He was getting over at that time at a very young point of his career. He needed time and, and maturity, but he was getting over. How, when he was working as Stardust, say what you want, Stardust had a lot of flaws, but he was getting over. I don't know yeah, it, how long, but he was getting over. I bet
2: you if you go back and look, he was getting over Moore's a heel than he was. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They wouldn't have felt comfortable and confident with him in letting him work a match with Stephen Amell if they didn't feel like he was valuable. So when he said that he didn't feel valued or welcomed because he didn't want to wear the face paint, I'm like, bro. I know, of course, now I have the luxury of looking at what he did after he left, but I also feel like... Uh, you were actually in a really good position. Like, when you really look at it, what he was doing, he could have just waited that out. And that's hard for me to say, because I was actually one of the people that made fun of Stardust the most, but when I look back on it, I have more positive than negative memories about it. So it's weird, because... I remember him diving into that and really digging in deep. By the time you get to his crossover with the Mel, he's now on television doing guest spots on TV shows. And all of this, like you said, was while he was working heel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, he didn't have much choice. And I feel like tonight as he goes into this title match, which you know as well as I do, they'll probably make that the main event. Um, you've got choices. I mean, if he wins the title, that pretty well seals the deal. We, we I think we all kind of know where that's headed. If he doesn't, if he loses by pinfall to theory of all people, well, that's a huge mistake. I don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. That's just a huge mistake. And then and then if it's the obvious, Seth Rollins runs in and attacks him, well, now we get a, a, a three-peat for no reason at what's the next one, Hell in the Cell.
2: Hell in the Cell,
0: yeah.
1: Which, yeah, hey, not that their match would suck, but – you know, Usos versus New Day happened 20 times, too. Cena versus Orton happened 100 billion times. You know, we, we knew it was going to be okay, but we didn't want to see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's, uh... I mean, they really just need to be careful what they do here, and they need to make sure they pay attention
1: you have very small amounts of leeway with what they do Ooh. from here and and Ooh. the thing is from a business standpoint it's it's not just Cody's journey we're watching this is the blueprint for what you will want to do if somebody else wants to jump ship so you yeah, have to deliver in my opinion the the problem
2: is Excuse with me. that statement alone okay people jumping ship right mm-hmm. what you do with Cody isn't going to really matter to the majority of people okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's how you've treated the 200 plus people that you let go over the last few years and it's how you treat your people now because there's alternatives now Oh, sure. yeah. You see what I'm saying? And you have to remember, not everybody's cut out to be world champion. Right. Cody, I think, could be world champion. Probably should be. Somewhere down the line. But Cody and... I I don't know. Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt would go to WWE. No problem. But he's going to (laughs) know in the back of his mind. I'll never even... Grace, a world title shot.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah, he'll be chasing the 24/7 title for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but but what you do with Cody is not really going to affect what co- what other people do, right? Because again, most people know that you know there's certain people that are going to get the titles. And others that aren't, and it's how you make me look. Ultimately, you know, as a performer, that's going to count more than anything.
1: It makes sense. I mean, if you've got people that are, um, uh, what level? How do I word this? If you've got people like uh, Swerve Strickland or Miro, they're not coming back. Period. Mm. And I don't blame them because they they these are two examples of just hey you you pulled me into this mess and then you did nothing with me so yeah. no they're not they're not moving MJF for all the grandstanding he does and all the talking he does about yeah twenty twenty four come on let's be real Tony Khan will keep him because he's smart and he knows mm-hmm. that this is this could be the future of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a report the other day, and this cracked me up. I don't know if you saw it, Brian, but there's a report going out there, and and Sonny talked to us about it, too. Roman Reigns' contract could be up in 23, and uh, AEW could sign him. Now, we would find out later today, earlier today, I guess, about how that's going to really end. But the report, the rumor itself just was preposterous to me. Yeah, but I mean that's the joy
2: of of uh, Twitter and Facebook and
1: yeah, all that that's stuff, true,
2: right? Remember plus, where we are as a day, business right now. Do what
1: I said. Plus, where we are as a business right now.
2: Yeah, but I mean, remember back in the day when Meltzer would put something out. If you didn't call the phone number or you didn't get the you know weekly Wrestling Observer. Piece of notebook paper. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You had no clue all this was going on, right? So you you just simply, you you had no clue you didn't pay any attention to it. Mm -hmm. But now with the advent of Twitter, and again, Elon Musk, if -hmm. you would like to hire some people to cover your wrestling um, tweet, you call me. Uh, we'll we'll work out a deal and I will fact check all these stupid wrestling sites.
1: <laughs> I put it I in mean, so like wrestling fact checker.
2: <laughs> I mean, you even have some decent reputable ones that are now getting in the mix. Right. Because now that's just the latest thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I saw an article the other uh, not too long ago, last week, something top 5 guys that are leaving AEW for
1: WWE. Oh, I can't right? wait to hear this top 5.
2: <laughs> and you know what they did <clears throat> after I read it? They what? didn't mention a single person. Not one person was mentioned. Wait, they what? They pulled the old they pulled the old Meltzer. Oh, oh yeah, man, I Swiss. mean I can't I can't give names. I can't give names. But there's at least five people that are gonna go when their contract oh, is up.
1: What a horseshit thought.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But that that's that's the joy of the internet. People can say all types yeah. of stupid things and get away with it.
1: Well, it's in I don't know if you saw the conversation I had with, with Sonny a few nights ago where he was talking about ratings and how Warner Media and Discovery Plus are unhappy. I said, uh, no, Here, here's how that works. You're giving them another television show. So, no, mm-hmm. they're, they're not unhappy. As no, a matter of fact, they
0: Facebook connects people. It's what they do. And they know real, meaningful connections happen on safe, secure platforms. That's why they build tools that give you more control and help keep you safe online, like privacy checkup, access your information, and their industry-leading AI that detects harmful content faster. Learn more about how their tools protect their communities and the work ahead at about.fb.com/taking-action.
3: At Duncan, we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch iced coffee—a bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.
0: they're tickled pink. You're delivering almost a million viewers a week.
1: If you have a dip in ratings right now as AEW because you're in the midst of, oh, I don't know, the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. By the way, back before AEW was in existence, you know what other companies suffered from those ratings? Yeah, WWE. So back up.
2: A little bit. Oh, and WCW did too.
1: Definitely. Because they were on TNT and they had to share TV time. Right. <laughs> Just like the Westminster. You remember the Westminster Kennel Club? Yes. And
2: the, and the, uh, oh, and the WWF gosh. would always change.
1: <laughs> one, thing, one thing that cracks me up, and this is all across the board. is no one company that gets done for it all the time. But it's the continual moving of the goalposts. Like... You measure success for WWE as ratings, right, and merch sales and all of that. And we've got it, it's all public knowledge. We can look at it. And we all acknowledge the same facts. You can take an Excel spreadsheet and you don't can't, you know, you're not going to fib the numbers, but you can twist a report to make it look a certain way. That's just that's just business. You look at TNA and suddenly it's not about it's not about uh, merch sales, but by the way, TNA actually did really well with merch sales in their early periods of their career. But it's now it's about, can they draw a million viewers? Fast forward to, you know, to current with AEW. First, it was, you can't draw 11,000. They did that. Then it was, you'll never get your own pay-per-view. They did that. Then it was, you'll never get a TV show. They did that. Like, they just keep moving the goalposts. Bro, but wrestling is wrestling. Like why, why does it always have to be something
2: else? It's the bobble-headed fans that move the goalpost.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: As an AEW fan, I am fine where it is at right now. It is a company that is three years old and was pushing and moving forward through a pandemic.
1: And doing so really well.
2: Yes. I mean, like, outpacing the competition. Making the competition look foolish. It's
1: pretty bad now, to I, I, lose a ratings war in the middle of a pandemic.
2: Yeah, the, I mean they literally, there. they literally for the first time in oh forever, backed the WWE down to the point they were like, "Nope, we got to move this show."
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, and, and I mean it was it was a bold move for Dynamite to be on Wednesdays, and then an even bolder move for WWE to say, "Well." We're going to put NXT on Wednesdays. And I guess they just expected naturally that it's NXT. It's our most popular show. But people wanted to see all of the new talents that were available on AEW. Because it wasn't just like one or two. It was like 30. And that's not a joke. I mean, that's truth. From Dark to Elevation to Dynamite and then later Rampage, all of those different people were, you know, spotlighted in AEW versus the same, what, 12 12 people in NXT and WWE. Mm -hmm. This is coming from a guy that's been on both sides of that fence, so come on.
2: Well, what's interesting about the whole uh, ratings argument this past week,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: not only did they lose to one NBA playoff, they lost to 2 yeah and they still managed to get number 4 overall with the post game nba post game or whatever it is
1: mhm
2: pulling third and i'm sure the people at discovery warner or whatever is called now are probably looking at holy cow on this particular night We didn't just have one top five show. Mm
1: -hmm. We had four of them. Right, right. And, hey, there was a period of time where I thought it was possible that AEW maybe was in some trouble. Because suddenly they went from pretty well blood and cussing and all of that every week to we went a good three weeks where they just didn't. And it it seemed like to me it was just a conscious effort to maybe make a switch to that. There was some rumbling, you know, on on dirt sheets, depending on which one you follow, that the network was wanting them to tone it down a little bit. So they tried. They still did normal ratings, and then they went back to it, and they still did normal ratings, and nobody said anything. So I I think yeah they probably saw it as all right well let's give it a shot. Cool ratings were this way. They go back to what they were doing before. Okay, ratings are the same. So the network probably said, you win. <laughs> I mean, if, if they don't draw better one way or the other, and they don't fall off the face of the planet, then you lose nothing. And plus, you can't tell me that TNT, which shows, like, Animal Kingdom and... Uh, sons of sons of anarchy reruns and supernatural and all this other stuff yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not buying that they're like oh that's too uh that's too violent N- no nope sorry i don't b- believe that
2: no uh-uh. see you also have to remember this is AEW's first television contract mm-hmm so in this one they're not getting a whole boatload of money no they're
1: getting all their's off of ad revenue right now
2: Right. So if they continue to, if he can walk in there when this is over and say, look, we've been the number one show on Wednesday night this many times, and we've done this amount in the 13 to whatever category, Mm -hmm. do you not think he's going to get more money? More money means better production, bigger arenas, more talent, right on down the line.
1: yeah it's I understand the desire to to pick and to pull, but when you look at what they've done, and, and I go back a lot of the times to how young that company still is, but when you look at it, you, you bring a good point, that network deal comes up um let's see, yeah, next year. So they're not going to kick Aew out. they have no reason to. Now, if, if like I said, if something happens and they fall off the face of the earth with their ratings, then all right, I'll give you that. But you you would have to be WCW 2001 bad for that to be the case. Like, yeah, and I don't think we'll, I, I don't know that that's possible. I don't want to say never because I'm sure it's always possible, but I don't see Tony Khan just flubbing it like that. You know what? I mean, I
2: think the only the only way you flub it is if you get a guy like Hulk Hogan and give him... Yeah, Hogan to fish off. Yeah. Yeah. Creative control? Yeah. I mean, it pretty much killed a company within five years. You know, a company that had been around for, oh, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 years by that time. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that, you know everybody says he's a genius but again killed the
1: <laughs>
2: you know, five years, took him five years to kill it.
1: Yeah.
2: So so I guess once Tony Khan passes five years, we can then say that you know I mean I don't know how many were Bischoff would rank in having a company that lasted five years before totally running in the ground, but Ultimately, he would move past down below Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I understand the desire to to try to go back in time and be like, well, when Russo was doing this for the Attitude Era and Bischoff and WCW. But, folks, if you're expecting, you know, to see 13.6 in the ratings again, um, well, you better recreate the NWO or something. You better find Stone Cold Steve Austin 2.0, something. Because that ain't happening otherwise. The business we're seeing right now is completely different. The model is different. The tracking of performance is different. The metrics of success are different. It's no longer a Nielsen household deciding your fate. Hell, Impact is still in business, and they were on Twitch. If I can find AEW on a television network then I'm okay with it. I don't really give a damn if they're traded publicly on the stock exchange or whatever. I really don't. I mean, if the product is good, if the wrestling is good, then damn it. I'll watch that. I'm good.
3: Well, it's just like when people are like, they compare, well, LeBron and Michael Jordan, you Mm -hmm. know, and you can't compare the product you see today with the product and you really can't compare, like you all were saying, you really can't compare what's going on with AEW and WWE with what went on with WWE and WCW. I mean, we, still, we see the same trends,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know? I mean, we see the same things. Like, oh, you know, <clears throat> when DX showed up to Monday Night Nitro and Eric Bischoff's like, oh, my God, don't let him in, you know? Mm-hmm. Same thing the Elite did to WWE. You know, don't let them in. But, again, you can't compare numbers of yesteryear with numbers of today because of, like you said, there was no DVR back then. You know, there was no streaming services. You watched it when you watched it or you didn't. You know, there's a reason we we all got together and we, we kept flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth because you know if you didn't see it then you weren't going to see it at all you know and now with with streaming services and DVR and all that crap i don't need to watch it live
1: you know right, right. i mean it's it's appointment television but nobody says when that appointment has to take place like i make it a point to watch on wednesdays because dynamite is live every week if dynamite was taped it would be in the library of what I'm going to watch as soon as I get the time to watch it. The fact that it's live changes that dynamic for me. It's the same reason I still watch Raw most of the time because it's live. So there's always the possibility, even if it's a colossal failure and it happened live. At least it happened live.
3: Right. You could say you were there. Right, right. I was there when Vince shit the bed again.
2: <laughs> so You know what's funny, though? Yeah you know how you were talking about how you know the 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 product is shifted
1: mm-hmm.
2: Does anybody else find it very odd that last night's uh, pay-per-view had a very low number of matches and outside of prepping you for the upcoming match, there really wasn't a lot of stuff that normally goes into a typical WWE program.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a huge difference in how that production was done.
2: Yes. And that's, I think part of it, the reason i not only watched it, but enjoyed it mm-hmm. was because it had the feel of a W or AEW pay W pay-per-view
1: the-, the matches. That's all I want to see. Yep. Quality wrestling. It was six matches on the card last night. Each match had a a great amount of time. There was no rush. There was no, shit, we got to get the 24-7 title in here. Nope. Uh, We we, we need a segment with this guy. No, we don't need any of that shit. Just put the wrestling on. And it worked. It worked. I haven't seen a negative yet on Twitter outside of the basics of, I hate Baron Corbin. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. Outside of that, it was a pretty damn good show. And all you had to do was and, just put these guys in the ring let them work. Yes. And and again,
2: I said it last night. I was the first one to say it. Mm-hmm. It was a good pay-per-view. Yeah. I am by no means a WWE fan. But I've said I liked watching their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. All I want to see is the wrestling I don't need to know the rest. Give me a little short little video on the history, the background. Catch me up to speed. Let's go. Even the Baron Corbin match with uh, Booberific or whatever his name is. <laughs> Mad Cat Moss. Yeah, there you go. I thought was great. I, well, not great, but I thought it was good. Right? To me, every match delivered... And told a story. I think the only backstage segment is when What's-Your-Name says, uh, Charlotte's arm is broken. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was perfect. That's how a pay-per-view should be. Do it again.
1: I didn't pay I'm... a lot of attention to the match times, but how long did the matches average? Do you guys have an idea?
2: I'd say every bit of 20, 25 minutes. Because again, it was not a lot of matches.
0: But they let some of them may have been longer now. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it was a very AEW style paper, just straight wrestling.
1: So they opened the show with Cody and Seth. We talked about the winner of all of that. I thought that was a wise decision to uh, get the crowd on fire and, and have them at the, at the top as soon as they possibly could. I, I was concerned for the possibility of the 50-50, but we got a solid finish out of it. I mean, this matchup to me is going gonna, gonna to rank pretty high for WWE pay-per-views this year.
2: I mean, yeah. I think for me, the ones I've seen, this by far is the my favorite so far, and it tops WrestleMania.
1: See, I was I was close on that. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, you can't ever recreate that that moment where he comes out. But this match was just much more solid and back and forth, um, and you had to really work for it on both sides. So I was really impressed. Mm. Rob, what'd you think of the uh, Cody and Seth?
3: I mean, it was like you said. They continue to step up. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think for somebody to come in, and for Cody to to fight to Russell, it's the smartest move to moving with Seth because Seth is one. I mean, except maybe with the exception of like AJ, mm-hmm. you know could really go toe-to-toe with him at this point, you know? Because I think, barring some pageantry, Seth is one that can kind of slip in and out of that WWE wrestling style and actually do it, you know? And so that's what you saw. Sorry, Alexa Bliss is back. I'm kind of like...
1: Yeah, it's uh, Alexa Bliss just uh, squashed Sonya Deville. By the way... Textbook WWE Looks like Sonny DeVille Got Botox to the face Why do they do this To their women
2: Stop it Wait Wait it, Oh yeah Cause they're all about women You know
1: You know Women's so revolution So is Alexa
2: Crazy Alexa Or back to being Alexa
1: Um Rob I have all it on mute queen. So Yeah All new outfit But she still has the doll
2: Are you kidding
1: me So I read a report the other day, and I want to say it was from The Torch. It might have been The Observer. I don't know. But there's a report going around that says that they're looking to go back to the Divas' style of wrestling. And from this indication here tonight, yeah, maybe they are. Well, listen, they're, Raw and SmackDown
2: normally only average 25 to 45 minutes of wrestling,
1: mm-hmm. if
2: you're lucky, for the whole night. Right. So why not, you know, just go back to the two, three-minute Diva matches and, you know, save you some time to, (laughs) you know, do some crazy segment that makes no sense.
3: Well, it gives you a chance to talk, you know, like you said, it has more chance for them to sit back and have somebody in the background going, my guest at this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, what?
1: It's Roman Reigns again. Lashley Lashley. Was Mac- yeah, it was Bobby Lashley and Omos in a rematch from WrestleMania. Um, this matchup actually was better than their WrestleMania match, and I feel like Omos is getting better, but he's to me he's on a limited clock. If he doesn't start showing more improvement within the next six months, he's probably the next guy to get released. <laughs> and six but- months could be generous.
2: But you have to understand, right? It t- he's not on a limited clock; he's on a limited playing field because there's literally only one or two of those guys in the WWE right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: that can go in there and do a any- and even look like they can do anything to the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get I get your point there. So that by the time he does get in the ring. And have an opportunity to really show out, and and I thought he showed out well last night, um, mm. but by the time he gets that opportunity, it's with that same person, so the buy-in could be a lot less. I I, I agree with you there.
2: Yeah. So ultimately, he's gonna he's gonna fail because they don't have any ridebacks.
1: <laughs> the pre-show stopper. <laughs> <laughs> call me Vinnie uh. Rue. Call me.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. uh, well, there's just no guys to throw them around.
1: Here comes Ezekiel, Elias's little brother. <laughs> I love that they've done, that they're all in on this gimmick. I do love that they bought in and, and they've really done the whole. No, Kevin, you're crazy. Everybody knows this is Elias's little brother. <laughs> I do love that. Sometimes they get sports entertainment, right? Sometimes.
2: Or maybe we'll go back to the 80s when everybody was a character.
1: I'd be okay with that. Just freaking embrace yeah. it, you know what I mean? Just do it. Yeah. You don't have to be like everybody else. Do your own thing. I liked what they did last night as far as the shift to how the show was produced. And it had a great feel to it. It had a great flow to it. Um, but if if they went back to that character base, I'd be okay with that too because that was one of the things that I think we could agree that we enjoyed about the differences between the different companies.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. WWF was your cartoon. That was your characters. WCW, NWA. That was your wrestling Japan. That was where they literally beat the shit out of each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like you had Mm -hmm. those places where you could go and maybe we're getting back to that. I mean, even Hogan was different in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Omos I don't think the... there's
3: a place for that, though, This now, in my opinion.
1: So, it could be. I like mean, the big
3: over-the-top characters. I just don't feel like society wrestling fans today would be like,
1: ooh. I am glad the son of a plumber. I'm glad somebody shared this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but last night during Backlash, during a recap of Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, they used crowd shots from like 10 years prior. To get the recap for like crowd reactions,
0: mm. oh,
1: it, it, my mind just melts on that. How? <laughs> what well, gave it the away. Shirt. Bush Quail t-shirts or the Clinton Gore <laughs> Bush Quail. I love it. Um, it's just wild to me because like I'm looking at it and here's some screenshots where they've got literally the same thing. Wow. So, they're showing like the the reactions to Mad Cat Moss attacking Baron, and I didn't realize this. Jeez, that's just sad. <laughs> Here we are trying to give him a little bit of credit, and then they—what <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> the hell? Dang uh, it. All
2: right, I'm I'm out of the WWE corner
1: again. <laughs> that pay <of> <laughs> That's bullshit, man. Uh, Omos gets the victory with the choke bomb. Eh, it was alright, I guess. Whatever. wasn't awful. Like I said, it was probably Omos' best showing so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get to another another rematch from WrestleMania. We get Edge and AJ Styles. Again, (coughs) this match better than their WrestleMania matchup. Um, All the way up until the closing three minutes of this match. Maybe less trying to remember Left. the
2: time. Um, maybe 30 30 <coughs> seconds
1: yeah the matchup itself was great and then we get to like the whole premise of this match damian priest is supposed to be banned from ringside mm-hmm. but damian priest runs down the ramp stops just before ringside i'm not at ringside i'm in the i'm in the aisle way <sighs> well he's got armbands on tonight Yep, he's the ultimate Ezekiel. Oh, he, he, look, he's shaking the ropes, too. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> he should have kept the beard.
1: Well, I'm waiting for him to do like uh, to have a promo where it's him and Elias standing next to each other. Because you know they could they could probably do something like that. <laughs> and Elias is like, I'll be there for your brother. I'll be your tag team partner. <laughs> that would be great. What
3: the? Oh, Kevin's oh, going to be like,
1: I'm not Kevin. <laughs> They're going to call him even crazier. <laughs> so Damien Priest comes down to the ring last night. Um, like I said, just to that ringside area. Um, but he, uh, he, he doesn't do anything. He just points. And AJ Styles, because all good guys are idiots. That's how WWE wants you to think. All good guys are complete <laughs> morons. So he's just gonna stare at Damian Priest. Hey, hey, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be here, man. Gets the gets the advantage again. Looks like he's gonna beat Edge, and then the hooded figure comes out, which. Wait, depending-
2: wait, wait! You got you got to back up though. This is this is one of the the moments. The I'm not allowed at ringside. Right, right. right. They actually fight in the ring
1: <laughs> so oh yeah 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 so before we get to the hooded figure thank you brian finn Balor comes rushing to the ring smashes damian priest in the back rolls him in the ring and they start fighting in the yeah. ring in the ring the bell should have rung immediately right here boom yes. done right there, yeah. aj wins by dq but instead and this, this, I still say this could have been a good opportunity to have Finn fake everybody out and then turn. Instead, they go through and they fight through the ring and get to the out.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Side of the ring. (laughs) And then the hooded figure comes out. AJ's at the top rope getting ready to try to go for the forearm because he can't do the springboard, which I like the storytelling on this one. Can't get the springboard because his arms hurt. So, the hooded figure jumps up, grabs his leg, and good lord, did she ever yank the hell out of his leg! By the way, does, does he get extra money for every nut shot he takes?
0: <laughs>
1: God, I bet you Wendy from home is just watching, going, "Dan, that's not right. Don't do that." <laughs> anyway, the hooded figure crotches him on the when top rope. The house. Maybe.
3: He bought and Maybe. paid for their house because of his run into a Shinsuke.
1: <laughs> he better have. Good Lord, that was a lot of kicks in the nuts. So, Edge gets the bully choke on there, the bulldog choke, gets the victory, um, and we get the unmasking or the unveiling of the new member of the of Judgment Day. Um, and it's Rhea Ripley. Uh... Rob, what do you think of Rhea Ripley joining up with Edge and Damian Priest? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he you didn't like it. <laughs> um,
3: I don't get the whole Edge is now a bad guy and going to have a group again. You know, like, wasn't he just like the whole, just a few months ago was, I'm going to fight for you guys because I'm I'm the edge and I'm going to bring my wife and we're going to fight, you know, and they've got grit. Damn that dastardly Miz. <laughs> um, but now all of a sudden he's like. gonna have a harem and Damien Priest has gone from U.S. champ to. Oh, well, now you're going to be my lackey in my group and. They're doing the same thing with Rhea Ripley now, see what happens. Is it another, what was that, group that they broke up, K-Bar, Tampon, whoever, like.
1: (laughs) K-Bar, Tampon. (laughs) I think what Rob's trying to say is Retribution and T-Bar and Mace. (laughs) K-Bar and Tampon. Rob just won. Rob won, won the night. <laughs> K-Bar and tampons. <laughs> ah, shit. <clears throat> well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> Brian, Rhea Ripley has already turned heel. Now she's part of this new faction called Judgment Day. What were your thoughts when she came out?
2: Um, while intriguing, I don't see where this is going to go. Once you... Including Rhea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With her now in the mix, I have no clue where this is going to go. And again, it's interesting, but it's not interesting enough for me to keep track of it, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Rob. It's like, although working with Miz is probably enough to drive anybody insane, Um, you know, he went from... He and Beth he and Beth Phoenix in a mixed tag to you know, now we're uh now we're beating up AJ. I don't know why yet, because AJ is well, AJ Styles. And Edge and him hadn't interacted at all, period. <coughs> oh wait. Except for the time of the Royal Rumble where he hit the spear on AJ Styles and Styles trying to oversell a little bit <coughs> separates his own shoulder. But that's how long it had been, so like nothing had really there was no reason to get here, but here we are,
0: Mhm yeah
2: I, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's interesting that she's now in the mix mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't really make sense because you have nobody to go against her right or or the whole group the group as a whole, and it's just not interesting enough for me to uh care.
1: Yeah, I don't see myself going, oh, I got to see what they do next on Raw.
3: Nah, not really. Because what's the point? That's the thing. Like Brian said, like, what is the point?
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I couldn't have said it better, Rob.
1: (laughs) So we're headed back into Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair again, a WrestleMania rematch. This time it's an I quit match. Um the build up for this match has been absolute shit. Like they both of them basically take turns beating up on Drew Gulak who I can't wait till he's a free agent and actually gets to wrestle again. Um but they, they basically just just a shit show and they turn it into an I Quit match. Now I was telling Brian before we went on the air that to me with a, a person like Ronda Rousey and a person like, you know, Shayna Baszler, these folks with the, the MMA background, to me, it, it just makes sense to have them as to be like the the top person. And to have a, a legitimate concern for like, and, and I'm, I'm sure Rob will have a similar response to what Brian said earlier, but to be, have a legitimate concern as to how Charlotte or Sasha or even maybe even Becky would handle a competitor like Rhonda or Shayna. Now obviously we know what we've seen. Like Shayna hasn't been written properly and you know there's there's some questions as to whether or not she can deliver microphone wise. Ronda, we yeah, know she Borsler. can. <laughs> Rhonda we know that can sometimes cut good promos, but in the ring, you know, there's some there's some work to be done. But I always felt like that was the logical way to go. So, coming into this match, I'm like, this should have be, never been a thing. She should have won at Mania in the first place. But this matchup actually wasn't bad. I, I was actually happy to see which way it went.
2: Yeah, see, now I'm glad I knew nothing about Drew Gulak. And I got to enjoy, you know, or watch it just as a, a wrestling match. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty good, too. I thought – I think, the interesting thing that I like about these two is when they get together and one of them pulls a weapon, they normally beat the piss out each other.
1: Oh, God. Those kendo sticks were not kind.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Uh, you yeah, know, you normally are going to, bruises are going to crop up mm-hmm. from where they just like, uh, okay, let's just do this, you know? So I, I like when, when Charlotte and Rhonda uh, go at each other. But, uh, you know, I understand that, you know, writing Charlotte off TV with the broken arm. Um, but I just don't think Rhonda's the right one to win that title.
1: If you're going to put somebody over in the Royal Rumble and you're going to give them an opportunity to win and get to that main event spot, from a story standpoint, it needs to be... A, there has to be a payoff. There's got to be a payoff somewhere for that. And that's why I was like, well, it just makes better sense to have Ronda win that. Now, it doesn't mean that Ronda has to be, like, the only person to ever dominate or whatever, but that's what I thought. So seeing this come in the way it did, and just seeing the the fact that these both of these ladies went everywhere—I mean, it really reminded me of Charlotte and Sasha from Raw a few years back, where they were all over the aisle, all over the audience, you Mm -hmm. know, putting each other in submissions on the on the guardrail. It was intense. Mm -hmm.
2: But the the problem is now is there's nobody that should. Be able to beat her. Right. Until Charlotte comes back. Rhonda doesn't do well with getting booed. Correct. And she will probably turn to Twitter and talk some stupid crap again, which will turn the fans that much faster. And then, you know, hopefully Diva rules will apply to her. And she can just beat everybody in like a minute and get it over with.
1: See, that would be fine with me. Like, because in all actuality, the people that should give you pause, the people that should make you really struggle, they should stretch that and it should be on, like, a pay-per-view type setting. So if you're on SmackDown defending that title, yeah, two minutes.
2: Yeah, but again, she has no competition. Very true. None. Zero zilch.
1: I mean, she can only tap out Aaliyah at least four times, and then we're all going to get bored.
2: Yeah. I mean, what, what, you going to have Shotzi come back, and Shotzi's going to beat her? Where the hell is Shotzi? Uh, I mean, I think she's coming back as a good guy here soon, from what I read. So Her face.
1: You
3: know. We're going to have Shotzi beat her. Out of, <laughs> out of the
1: blue, Shotzi's going to show up and beat her. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's kind of wild to me. I don't I don't see why that would be. <laughs> Although, uh, hey, Ra- I didn't.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Raquel, is, is she been called up?
1: Yeah, see, Raquel beating Ronda in like a shocker kind of thing, that could make sense to me. But I don't see him doing it without a build. Although, well, it's just WWE, so. <laughs> Even with a build,
2: I don't see her beating her. She would probably be closest, though, Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, you would have to probably string it along two or three matches before she pulls something out of her, out of
0: her hat, but
2: Mm -hmm. there's absolutely nobody else that gets close.
0: Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days. And now, financing at $2,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Financing for what qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 5:31:22. 22 Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: want to break free.
3: Ready to break free DC? See the world with Norwegian and enjoy 35% off all cruises to Alaska, Europe and more. We'll even help you get there with free airfare for second guest. Plus enjoy free open bar, free specialty dining and more. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Offer ends soon. Norwegian Cruise Line. Sail safe, feel free. Ships registry the Bahamas in USA. Restrictions apply.
1: I'll bring us right back in. Sorry about that, folks. Those technical difficulties on uh, my end. Uh, <laughs> a little power snafu. But uh, here we are.
3: Didn't pay the bill again?
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Here we are talking about uh, Charlotte and Rhonda and how Rhonda doesn't have any competition. And we're just going and going. A hell of a tempo. And then... <laughs>
3: Sorry. In the powers of the beast,
2: that's shush.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah, My mom's
2: curious to know how long it'll take until she screws us up. She'll get on Twitter and say something stupid. Won't take it's long. It's a fake sport, guys. It's not doing a <laughs> real sport. <laughs> As if we don't know Ditwit. <laughs>
1: Right. You guys don't know what it takes to be a superstar. Oh my god. I'm here for the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for catering.
2: <laughs> you don't like it, I'll beat you up for real in a fake sport. We know it's fake, Rhonda. That's what's funny about it.
1: Getting worked into a shoot, brother. <laughs> god
2: Alright, what's next? Isn't that the main event next? No. So oh, oh. yes.
1: Yes. Let no. me let me pull it back up here. Baron Corbin and oh, yeah, Happy excuse me, Happy Corbin and, and Mad Cat Moss. Uh so outside of the fake crowd shot, which still boggles my mind, I can't <laughs> I don't I don't get it, but okay. If you feel you got to do it, whatever. Outside of that, um, you know, both, uh, Moss and, uh, Corbin had a, a fair showing and it didn't go over to the point where you're like, God, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. You know, they gave it a good six minutes. It was done. Bingo, bango. I guess we'll see it again on Friday. <laughs> Welcome back to SmackDown.
2: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't normally enjoy a Baron Corbin match, but I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was decent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I I can't help but think, though, that maybe it's time Corbin went back to the Lone Wolf.
1: Yeah. Something just they got to change yeah. it, yeah. And please, for the love of God, get rid of whatever fashion designer you have that has told you that Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin's gear makes sense. <laughs> what the hell? Khaki shorts and suspenders, baby.
0: What?
2: <laughs> then wrestling soles on little ankle boots.
1: Right. Like what? <laughs> just why are we doing this? I wonder if sometimes just Corbin just sits in the back, like, you want me to do what? <sighs> All right. <laughs> Let me finish my sandwich, <laughs> and then he just goes and does it, and goes back home. All right. Well, that was that was boring. Thanks, guys. CNXV. He's a lifer. Oh, I'm sure. He's got I'm no sure.
2: Wh- He's like uh, uh, Richard Gere in An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh God, nowhere else to go.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Except he won't get a payoff. <laughs> he doesn't get the girl at the end.
2: <laughs> well, maybe he could. Maybe he could go to Impact.
1: He'll go to control your narrative
2: (laughs) Oh, That would be a good spot for him He would probably be like
1: uh, That might actually work for him (laughs) Honestly (laughs) Remember Corbin The first fight is with yourself (laughs) Fuck Look man we've been fans of wrestling for a long time We've seen some goofy (laughs) shit We really have But nothing as goofy as control your narrative just nothing. Listen,
2: they're they're missing an opportunity if they don't have a new wrestler knock themselves out.
1: <laughs> what?
2: Well, what's 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 the first what? What's the rule? Oh, the say? fight
1: within yourself. So you mean like yeah, <laughs> like kind of like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my no, god, not like
2: Fight Club, like just ha- just like some new dude fresh in the door, right? Oh my god, reads it and says, oh well, sh- okay picks up a chair and knocks himself
1: out. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch. Whack. <laughs> Don't put it past him. EC3 has his little spy accounts. So I'm sure he hears this every now and again. It's like, these bastards. I'll do it too. I'm that not would afraid. be so funny. That
2: would be <laughs> so funny. Like literally the dude walks in the bathroom and he knocks himself out. <laughs> Oh, tough guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: All right, let's go main event. Then I'm a. Then I'm a. Then I'm uh My only negative for the night.
1: So six I'm man tag. Man. RK Bro Drew McIntyre taking on the Bloodline, the Usos, and Roman Reigns. Initially, this matchup was supposed to be sp- split into two tag match for the unified tag team championships. Still think that's a stupid-ass idea. And a title defense from Roman to Drew McIntyre. I don't know what happened that made this match change to the six-man, but they did a damn good job making this match go. And, I mean... I don't think that Drew McIntyre is going to be the guy that beats Roman. But damn if this match didn't make you think, maybe he will be.
2: So I, I will I I will say this I did enjoy the match I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I I thought though that Drew would get the win. You know, it, you know, because normally that's what happens.
1: Right to set up the title match.
2: Right to set up the title match. Um. I'm a little shocked, pleasantly shocked, I guess, that they didn't stick with the old formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was good. I, I don't have a complaint. Um, I am again. I'm glad Roman's a heel. That's what he is best at. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's getting to the point where it's cool to be the heel. Um, because he's got fans that are throwing up the one finger.
1: And he does have a lot of them throwing up yes. the ones. We the ones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still not cool with the whole, you know, um, you know, we built this company gimmick, but, um, cause I'm pretty sure that's what they said at the ramp. Mm-hmm. My family built this or whatever. Right. Um, But again it, It's it's working out It's what we said for years Needed to happen to Roman's character And You know Here we are He's on top of the world And I thought it was a great six man And Now We have to wait for Hell in a Cell
1: <laughs> uh, Let's see here There's a lot of different highlights of this matchup. There was uh, a great showing from Riddle during this match. Just some real athletic stuff. Um, With McIntyre, him and uh, Roman on the outside, that shot through the table that McIntyre ultimately got, (laughs) I hope he's got somebody good helping him with his back because, damn, he takes some real brutal shots. Um, This matchup ends with a great, great blind tag that mm-hmm. we went back and forth for a good five minutes, like when did, where was who made the tag? <laughs> um but Roman hits a blind tag and hits the spear on Riddle. And honestly it made it seem like they were building towards Riddle getting a shot at Roman instead of Drew. <laughs>
2: I think it's Drew because him and Roman are doing the whole, you know, house show type matches that right. aren't really being received all that well, from what I understand. And in true WWE fashion, it'll play out that way at a pay per view.
1: Now, the Saturday before WrestleMania Backlash, Trenton, New Jersey, Roman says, Oh, I might not be back here. I'm uh, starting a new phase in my life. (coughs) Everybody, everybody jumps up and says, "Oh, he's going to AW or he's going to movies." All right, cool. I get you. Whatever. We find out today that Roman signs another extension to his WWE deal, working less dates. However, so it could be Roman Lesnar for a while.
3: And I won't like him
1: anymore. (laughs) I can't like
3: him any less.
1: They find new inventive ways to really just make us go, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, hey, Roman's over. We finally got people that like Roman. Hey, Roman, you want to work less?
3: (laughs) You know, he's probably the one that did that.
1: It's smart. Especially if he wants to get in the movies, he, you you start running that risk of permanent injury but the he longer can't you go. Act. That's the problem. See, I've never have you seen did you see his work like in Hobbs and Shaw?
3: I don't need to. I can't stand a character in wrestling and he's acting. Why would I want to watch him be Roman and in... That's like watching well, Hogan. The only Hogan, reason I Hogan ask you all the
1: movies. The only reason I Roman ask you best. He... Oh, oh no. <laughs> a new reality show. Samoan commander? <laughs> <laughs> You're a dead man, Ripley. That's the only part of that movie I ever remember. When the Undertaker gets crotched on the uh, spaceship or some crazy shit.
3: Nanny with muscles.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Maybe we'll get
1: Zeus 2.0. <laughs> yes. Yes. No holds barred. Two, please. Please. He'll be Rip's cousin. Torn. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Torn
3: talent right
1: there. Rip him. Rip him, little brother.
3: <laughs> it's a tiny talent.
1: Oh, you know what, though? We don't get the guy that was uh, Kurt Fuller, the bad guy. Damn it. He's 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 dead. He's not with us anymore. That sucks. You jock ass. <laughs>
3: oh, you can fill his role, though. Yeah, but nobody really. But, Rick, would like, but he, you know, have to put Hogan in it somewhere.
1: Well, he'd be the trainer guy, like, uh, like the the corner man for him.
2: Do something I could. I couldn't.
1: <laughs> oh man! It'd be Zeus's son versus Hogan's cousin,
3: who just happens to be Samoan.
1: Right, right, of course. (laughs) It's an extended family. (laughs) The bloodline, it
3: it runs long.
1: Uh, So, there was an RKO that Riddle hit in the middle. No, excuse me, that Orton hit in the middle of this matchup where he levels Roman Reigns, and it looks like it was more of a stunner than an RKO. But I thought it was Michael Cole going absolutely apeshit for it. Brian, you said you thought it was Pat McAfee.
2: It's Pat McAfee. You could barely hear Michael Cole. Pat McAfee was on, like, uh, he had to be drunk last night. The stupidest things he said.
1: I guess I just can't stand
2: his commentary when
3: he's
1: sober. Oof.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
1: I guess so, I just tuned I, it out. <laughs>
2: no, you probably weren't really paying attention because he was louder than Michael Cole. Right. He wouldn't shut up about anything. I I actually believe that what's-his-name was out there. Corey Graves was sent out there to try and help Michael.
1: Wow. That and uh, if didn't. If you don't go so well. believe me, <clears throat> if
2: you don't believe me, you can go back and find the little C B D comment.
1: The what where Pat was talking the C B D, which is one of the ingredients in marijuana. Well, yeah, I know what that is, but I mean, like, I didn't hear that comment. What did he say? Oh, yeah. You can go back and listen. He is he is insinuating
2: he is starting to talk about marijuana smoking. And oh, wow. Corey shuts him down like legit shuts him up and he he completely gets off the subject wow yeah, I mean you can if you go back and uh, listen right and you find where he starts talking about it you can hear a one word from Corey sounds like it's Corey and then he completely shuts up about it <laughs> And because I honestly think Corey was sent out there to try and get him to shut up because Michael wouldn't wouldn't or couldn't do it. Hmm. And they get to talking, and he gets to talking, he's the only one. He just won't shut up about it. He, he makes like two or three comments about THC and CBD, and then finally Corey <laughs> just shuts him down.
1: Well, he made a comment about The Fiend being in the front row. Mm-hmm. Like, where the hell did that come Was he talking about that fan that was wearing a fiend mask?
2: Yes. yes. That's who he was talking about. Oh, shit. He made some of the most ignorant comments mm. last night. Oh, he threw water in his face. Well, we all just saw he threw water in his face, or her face, or whoever's face. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it, it's like a shock to him. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I heard him, like, dying laughing when Roman tagged in and, you know, paraded around the ring and then tagged right back out. And yeah. I was like, that that's loud. Like, that's obnoxious to be on your headset like that.
2: Yeah. But I'll try and find it, and, and <clears throat> I'll try and find the spot where he's talking about the THC and CBD. And, uh... I forget what, it's one of the last two matches because Corey is out there.
1: And Corey did seem like he was out of place. Like, he didn't seem comfortable sitting there. I did notice that.
2: Yeah, well, I I mean, I honestly think that Corey was sent out there to counteract uh, Pat. To me, Pat, Pat seemed like he was drunk or high or something. (laughs) Because <laughs> literally, he was making ignorant comments the whole stupid night. Like, he had no clue how how to be an announcer at an announce table for a WWE event. You know what I'm saying? hmm I mean, they were some of the stupidest comments. Oh, look, Ronda's wearing black. Oh, did I tell you she got a black shirt on? You know, those type of ignorant comments. Well, we can see she's wearing black. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, wh- uh, Charlotte ties her boots to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the matches were so entertaining. If the matches had sucked, if this had been a normal pay-per-view, I would have been ripping them apart all night. The whole thing because of him. He's a boob.
1: I really didn't pay much mind to uh, the commentary. Rob, did you notice this with the commentary last night? I can't stand him when he's sober,
3: so. (laughs) I mean, I just don't understand why he's there. I know he's there to cross brand or whatever and bring relevance or whatever. Yeah. But only about every third word out of his mouth is legible. And then, every once in a while, he scratches the surface of something funny. And it's like, oh, okay. Most of the time, he just seems like he's screaming and he's annoying. Mm -hmm.
2: And last night, I'm telling you, last night, it was worse than normal. Because he literally was not making any sense. And if he pointed something out, it was something... That again was so obvious, or so irrelevant, that it just didn't fit to what was going on. Look, we'll the find out blue. If he's on commentary
3: What did you say? Oh, I said we'll find out if he's on commentary next time.
1: Well, and I've been kind of looking through while we were talking about it just to see if there was any kind of rumor of backstage heat or whatever on him and nothing. But his uh, his weekly radio show that he does live is Tomorrow. And he's never been one to, to not talk about things that have happened. Like, for example, when he was at WrestleMania and Michael Cole tried to get him kicked out because he didn't think he was dressed properly, um... He went right on the air and said, "You know, I told him that I didn't have to work there. If they didn't want me there, I would leave. I'd fire so, him. <laughs> I'm curious as to what will happen with it because." Bye, <laughs> Felicia. I mean, it's it's one of those situations where there's been a kind of like what Rob said. There's been a few times where I've heard him say something I was like, "All right, he I can see kind of why they got him doing what he does," and then there's been other times where I'm like, "God, can I just?" can we just watch the match and and let's just do that well let's see so that brings us to the conclusion of said pay-per-view Brian you said that there were some things that really irritated you about it was it McAfee or was it more to it
2: oh it was it was I mean it was straight McAfee yeah I mean like legit straight straight McAfee I mean I I could even tolerate Michael Cole and uh Corey Graves. Mhm. but that guy is he's a nitwit. Complete nitwit.
1: I think out of uh out of all the matches and everything on this pay-per-view, uh I think I'd give it a B.
2: Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at,
1: too. It's a good I'm job kidding. for six matches.
3: A plus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a B sounds good. I was very, I liked the, the layout, like you all said. You know, it was very non-WWE-ish. It was nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just felt like they, they said, hey, let's just let these guys get in the ring, do what they do. And I was fine with that. Totally fine.
3: So does Cody win tonight or does he is he in the it throws a victory and it's pulled out of it because of what's his name? Seth Rollins.
1: Well, they're in the ring right now. I'm really surprised that this was not the main event. <clears throat> so
3: So what's the main event?
1: I I don't know. Looking at a uh a run sheet for tonight. Um here's the uh, I just had it pulled up here. Let's see. So, looking at the uh run sheet, it's supposed to be Mustafa Ali against Champa with the Miz as the special guest referee. Um this matchup, there was supposed to be more with, uh, shoot, um, Becky and Asuka that we saw. But nothing that lists anything as far as Seth Rollins was concerned. So, I mean, I don't know. We've got like an hour almost. There he is. Oh, well, damn. There we go. Well, there we go, jacket. Brian. Is it over that fast? <laughs> yep, yep. Seth jumps in, attacks Cody. There's your DQ victory. Cody continues on his uh, on his path. Seth oh, has been to wrestling
3: for a good ten minutes.
1: Yeah. And this is really the only way this could have gone. Otherwise, it would have just been a fail.
2: What? You could at least. Let him go at it for
1: a little bit. Well, they Rob's right. They had about 10 minutes in the ring. Um, oh, okay. all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just, I think at this point, it's just a matter of now. This is rushed because hell in a cell isn't until like the end of next month, end of June. We've got, no, no, end of this month, but we still have plenty of time. Give, give Seth the reason that he has to have a match instead of just having Seth come out here and just attack him but it's whatever it it, it keeps everything moving I guess hey it must be Monday though <laughs> Ooh, where have I heard that
2: before hmm <laughs> uh I don't know <laughs> ouch it's Wednesday you know what that means it' got your little phrases I guess
1: yeah yeah well you know We're trying to be in with the in-crowd. Hello, fellow kids. (laughs) We want to be cool. (laughs) All right, Seth, give your wife her outfit back.
2: So do you think Brandy gets involved in this sooner or later?
1: Uh, Hmm. Nothing would surprise me at this point. But... I don't think is that. I thought Rob was kidding. That looks like it must be Becky's jacket. (laughs) It's all it's all kinds of sizes too small. (laughs) There was a a, said
3: like you think you think Ms's kids are going to look in the closet one day going what the hell,
1: (laughs) right? There was a, a a story going around that Brandy had been at the PC training. So, if it's not with Seth and uh, Becky, Miz and Maurice probably isn't too far behind.
2: Mmm. That's oh, what well, I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Cody and Brandy were <laughs> <Miz> and
1: <Maryse. laughs> Woo! That's a
2: headliner anywhere.
1: Yeah. You talk about a backstub. Coming to your
3: bingo hall next
1: month. <laughs> For the 24-7 title, <laughs> it's Cody. <laughs> what? How messed up would it be is if Cody gets all these title shots but never wins? Mm, that'd be so funny. Well,
3: they that said that maybe his contract said he had to have a chance right, of the title. Right,
1: right. He's not going to win it, but every chance he gets, he loses.
3: We said we give you the opportunity.
1: That would be, in a, in a wrestling sense, that would be funny. As a Cody fan, I'd feel bad for him because he seems to take <laughs> it very seriously. He did his interview with Steve Austin for Broken Skull Sessions, and he said something that really reminded me of Ryback where he talks about how wins and losses really do matter. And I'm like, so you're just full-on head headstrong into kayfabe here, and you're just trying to... Wins and losses matter, damn it. Or is this well, really you know, Cody? <laughs> is that really Cody? You
2: know, supposedly, they're going to start keeping track of that, right? The huh. WWE.
1: No, I hadn't heard that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a report that they're going to start keeping track of wins and losses.
1: Well, you know, much like last night's uh, premium live event, if that is the kind of change that seems to take place around us, I'm okay with that. WWE will in no way, shape, or form stick to it, but (laughs) if it brings it about for a while, okay. Maybe create some stakes. Makes us actually care about what's happening I, I guess you guys aren't are, aren't sold like I am <laughs> no <laughs> uh, here's the rundown for tonight's tonight's Raw it was RK Bro defending against the Street Profits Edge, Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest Rhea Ripley against Liv Morgan Priest against Balor MVP and Omos Alexa Bliss against Sonny Deville, Ezekiel and Kevin Owens, Veer beating up a, a local guy, Cody and Austin Theory,
3: four man's wardlow.
1: Yeah, he he need that guy needed to stop looking at the camera. That was weird. He
3: was trying hard to get a job.
1: Who the local
2: guy?
3: Yeah, yeah. I've got three <laughs> beautiful triplets at home that I gotta. But you have three sets of triplets.
1: (laughs) It was was like odd. And he was smiling in the middle of that very devastating submission hold. He has all smiles.
3: And he tapped before the guy even got it on him. I guess he grabbed him around the, the neck. It was like, tap, tap,
1: tap. I'm done, I'm done. Get off me. Right. Let me smile at the camera, though. I want everybody to see me. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. So Sasha Banks and Naomi are supposed to have a non-title match against Nikki and Dewdrop. And Asuka versus Bianca Belair is supposed to be the main event in a non-title contest.
3: Wow. That's a lot of matches. It really is.
1: Um, yeah, okay.
3: What is wrong with her eyebrows?
1: You looking at Sasha? Mm Mm-hmm. I can't see him. Oh, that's a good question. They don't look right. (laughs) They look like stickers.
3: (laughs) Somebody should have told Nikki A.S.H. about, like, how the superhero gimmick has never worked.
1: I mean, Hurricane, I mean, the hurricane was
3: it. funny. He yeah. was comedy. He wasn't like, okay, let's put the belt on him.
1: He had a good run with uh, Kane, this tag champs.
3: And so did half the locker room.
1: <sighs> Damn it. I was trying. I mean, <laughs> I was trying. <laughs>
3: Kane was an 82 time champion with 64 partners.
1: Seems like he was a little promiscuous.
3: Hey, got around.
1: <laughs> so, hey, you know, we got breaking news for our group. It's official. Brian is going to see Forbidden Door. I am. Tell us us about the trials and tribulations of getting your tickets. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) So,
2: I'm right now laughing at everybody else. (laughs) Straight up laughing. All right. So, I made the decision when it was announced let's book a hotel, Mm -hmm. right? Before tickets went on sale before they even really mentioned tickets right let's book the hotel so that was taken care of a fourth of a mile from the arena like I could literally probably like throw a rock you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to hit the arena from my hotel I get a pre-order tick or a pre-order code from somebody in the chat. Uh, I think the day before, mm-hmm. or two days before, <clears throat> I log on at 11 o'clock Eastern time. I put the pre-order code in. I go, or, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No, first, uh, when I log on, I think I get put in a queue, right? Like 330 people. I'm like, Oh, crap. wow.
1: That's not too bad. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I'm like, crap, though. Some of these are going to be bots, right? Oh, so yeah. they're going to buy up a large amount of these tickets, right? And I changed my thought process this time. Normally, you know, we like to sit in the back of the arena all the way to the top. If we want to stand up all the whole time, we stand up. This time I said, nope, I'm going for the front row of the top bowl, mm-hmm. right? So I'm to front row this time, the upper deck. Upper upper ring of the bowl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's three thirty. I don't know two ninety, two eighty, a big jump. And I mean, it's going, it's moving along. I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. Finally, I get to put in my um, pre order code.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I put it in. I hit next or whatever. I will go right to the diagram of the arena. I pick. One, two, and three—the seats I'm looking for. I order, and I'm out the door. It took me all of like, uh, I don't know, maybe a minute. There was no fuss, no fuss.
1: Wait, no hackers?
2: No, <laughs> I mean, no bots. I mean, listen. When I looked at when I looked at that screen to pick the tickets, the upper deck. <laughs> were all blue, right? So those must have, uh, you know, not all of it, but the majority of the upper deck was blue. So that must have been a lot of your pre-order seats,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And then I didn't I didn't really look for anything else. I just, I knew what I wanted. I went right for it. I got them. I'm out the door. Again, maybe it took me a minute. I was laughing. I was like, this is crazy. I've never... I've never had one this year. And then sure enough, you know, 40 minutes later, it's sold out. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then I think by five minutes the next day, the whole show is sold out. People are whining, people are crying, oh, hackers and the bots and, you know, in and out, minute, no muss, no fuss. You're a bunch of crybabies.
1: I'm going to Chicago. That's all I know. I mean, it's going to be a history-making night, that's for sure. We don't know the card yet. We will start seeing that get unfolded here soon, and probably, I think the major seeds for that event will get sown towards the end of towards the end of Double or Nothing.
2: Hold on a second.
1: All right. Holding on. Folks, while we're holding on. I'm back. <laughs> oh, he's back. The
2: wife wanted me to say she's awesome. Well, all
3: then. She is awesome.
1: You'll get no argument from us, sir.
3: She's been married to you for how long? That's,
1: that's pretty awesome.
3: She's damn near sainthood.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going on there. I wasn't going on like that.
2: So anyway, if, if you didn't get tickets, it's because you you're a loser. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there.
3: I didn't get tickets.
2: Well, I mean, well, go look in the mirror and put the L up.
1: <laughs> I'll say this, Rob. You could still get tickets to Forbidden Door.
2: Oh, them things are jacked up now, too. Ooh.
1: Yeah. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. So let's take a look here. Because there's seats available through VividSeats.com. That's one of the uh, third-party distributors that probably bought up a shit ton of tickets. By the way, 11600 is the predicted sellout crowd size. Um, club-level seats, 230, 270, 273. Let's or, let's organize this by price and cheapest seat fifty five bucks for upward level three thirteen, so all the way at the top of the bowl, all the way to the most expensive seven thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars, two tickets, floor seats in row three.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> That's expensive.
2: One well, of these times, I'm going to get lucky and get one where I can get, for, you know, look to see what a regular front row seat ticket price is.
1: Well, if you want row two of the first section, so facing hard cam, that's 3630 Yeah, uh, but is
2: that regular price or scalper it's, price?
1: It's probably scalper, vivid seats price. So, you know, you're paying... Because I, I think a ringside seat normally for an AEW show is about 200 to $300, if I remember correctly. It's been a little while since I actually looked. but um, Section 5, which is kind of the corner between the two floor areas, 1939 You know, I mean, there's tickets available. Now, the, the big seats obviously are going to be costly. But 55 bucks if you're just looking to go and say you were there. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm curious as to how many seats these guys actually bought, though. Let's look Ooh. at StubHub. VividSeats.com. Oh. So, let's see here. Forbidden Door is at the end of June. Double or nothing confirmed. We've got Punk. We've got Adam Adam Page. We've got the Owen Finals, and this is uh, what we'll close with. There's going to be a Joker for both the men's and the women's Owen Hart Tournament. Women first. Who do you think is going to be the Joker?
2: Mm. Maybe it's Deanna Peraza. That would be cool. Bree hope New Look Reho. Dude. I don't know.
1: Yeah, what's this about Reho in black? What are you talking about? He was wearing black. Was that on Friday? Yeah. I'll have to check that out.
2: What part of Reho's in black didn't you understand?
1: Well, I just didn't know what you were watching. I don't know why I didn't put one and one together on that one.
2: Oh, well, Rampage was on at 530.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. So You uh you probably just forgot.
1: Yeah, I probably did. Bad fans. Is,
3: is Candace Lorray? Is she still is she like
1: Oh no. Oh Candace is Dakota a free agent. Kai There you go. So Dakota Kai was released end of April. So that would be right close to her thirty-day non-compete. That would be, that'd be a hell of a pickup. Well, mm. it,
2: it might be Candice. Candice is a good one. And then, yeah. if that's the case, then the male Joker could be Mister Wrestling,
1: Johnny Gargano. Anybody else you could think of that might be fitting in that role?
2: Bray. Or whatever he goes by now. We're kind of, <laughs> Wyndham. Wyndham or Tonda.
1: <laughs> hey, Stan, right? oh, That's what Bo Dallas would go by, right?
2: <laughs> well, you know, he said he came. Uh, Bo came out and said that uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't stopped wrestling. And that whatever he's doing right now is almost up and he's gonna go back to wrestling again. Authors so I guess of Pain whatever just recently or whatever he's working on.
1: Authors of Pain just recently said they were coming back. They started a company in India. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. Oh, let's see here. Newsworthy wise, I don't know that there's Anything else jumping off the page before we sign off? Under Siege was a pretty good pay per view. If you get an opportunity to check that out, you definitely want to do so. Um, Brian, close this out. Anything that we need to make sure we catch this week?
2: These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y- y'all haven't seen Doctor Strange?
1: No. No, no spoilers. No spoilers!
2: Y'all need to hurry up and go, because next week I'm spoiling. You got one week. One week.
3: Well, I ain't going to see it this week, so... Ah. <laughs> well, then I'm spoiling.
1: <laughs> you can get a lot of unhappy listeners.
2: No, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing like... I wouldn't spoil the movie. Mm -hmm. but I have a theory on the Illuminati or whatever they are. Okay. Yeah. And it wouldn't spoil nothing because I think Marvel pulled a fast one or tried to pull a fast one.
1: Yeah. I watch a lot of the, uh, like heavy spoilers and emergency awesome, the different YouTube channels that does, uh, they cover Easter eggs and stuff for the different Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hate it because as much as I enjoy watching those, now I have to avoid their channel like The Plague for the next two weeks. Because they put their little thumbnail pictures of parts of, you know, screenshots from the movie. And I'm like, damn it, I don't want to see that. It's not fair. Yeah, but, I mean, you sh-
2: probably will have seen enough to where what I was talking about wouldn't spoil it. Because you know who's in the chair, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I do know that.
2: And then you know who th- throws the shield, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Weird as it seems, yes.
2: Yeah. So, I have a theory about that. The, uh, what do they call them? Uh,
1: the variants or whatever
2: no 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 no. no, the Illuminati or or whatever they call the um, I have a theory about that and it's simply based off of somebody's theme song that just happens to play (laughs) so
3: So how much the horror realm is it
2: how much of the horror realm they say uh, not a... enough to get an R rating like these stupid idiots are clamoring for. Hmm. Oh my god, there's a zombie it needs to be R rated. It's a horror movie it needs to be R rated.
1: No, it's my damn internet it's jacked up.
2: We lost Dan.
1: Fucking Skype.
2: Fuck. Oh, there we go. Uh oh, well. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Okay. Watch your what ifs. Uh, go watch the X-Men cartoon from the 90s. Um, I'm trying to think what other required. WandaVision. Um, yeah, WandaVision. What if. The X Men cartoon from the '90s. Um, anything else is, would spoil it, but so well. I, 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 those are definitely required watching. Maybe not so much the X Men cartoon, but you need to know the X Men cartoon. That makes sense.
1: Oh. Well, that is going to do it for us this evening. Catch up with Brian at Vladrigal C2C. Catch up with Rob.
2: Don't you dare. I don't want y'all stalking my (laughs) Yeah,
1: Rob Hefner C2C. I'm at Stan Grubb. The show is at C2C Radio Show and, of course, c 2 C. Radioshow.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll catch up with you next week. Have a great night.